the Lord is blessing. I'm going to read from 1 Kings in the 4th division. 1 Kings in the 4th, um, check that, the 5th division. So the 5th chapter of Kings. I've got a few scriptures that we're going to read in your hearing, so I'm sensitive that you're standing. But um, we're not sure what, what's going to happen here for the next few moments. Uh, there's a little teach in me. There's some preach, and really it's probably up to the Holy Ghost exactly what happens. But we're going to start with 1 Kings chapter 5 and verse 2. Chapter 5 and verse 2. The Scripture says, And Solomon sent to Hiram, saying, Hiram, that Phoenician king, Solomon sent to Hiram, saying, In 1 Kings, I'm skipping down from verse 2 to verse 5, he said, Behold, I purpose to build an house unto the name of the Lord my God, as the Lord spake unto David my father, saying, Thy son, whom I will set upon thy throne in thy room, he shall build a house unto my name. Someone say, build a house. We're going to move down to chapter 5, verse 17 and 18. Verses 17 and 18. And the king, the king being Solomon, commanded and they brought great stones costly stones and hewed stones to lay the foundation of the house and Solomon's builders and Hiram's builders did hew them and the stone squares so they prepared timber and stones to build the house someone say prepared Amen. We're going to move to chapter 6 of 1 Kings, the 7th verse. And the house, when it was in building. Now, I need you to hear the word of the Lord because we, we don't have all day today. I need you to hear quick. The house, when it was in building, was built of stone made ready before. Somebody say made ready before. That same stone was brought thither so that there was neither hammer nor axe nor tool of iron that was heard in the house while it was being built. I'm going to take the KJV out of it for just a second and say the, the build site had no noise of the construction going on. You couldn't see how the materials were being crafted. You couldn't hear the hammer and the... God. You couldn't hear the hammer and the file, but it was being prepared and had been prepared for the building ahead of time. We're moving down to 1 Kings 6 and 22. And the whole house, the scripture says, he overlaid with gold. Someone say overlaid with gold. Until he had finished all the house, also the whole altar that was by the oracle, he overlaid with gold. My goodness, we've read from 1 Kings 5 and 6. There's so much richness here. I know we skipped a stone across it, but we talked about building a house. We talked about stones and stones and stones, costly, precious stones. We talked about the stones being hewed and prepared and made ready before. And then an overlaying with gold. 1 Peter chapter 2. If you'll fast forward with me. Solomon, if you only knew. Solomon, if you only knew, 1 Peter 2 and 4, to whom coming, that's you and I, as unto, as unto a living stone. Does anybody know the living stone today? Disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. You also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. 
a living stone, lively stones, my God, a spiritual house and spiritual sacrifices. By the help only of God today, I'm going to minister on this thought, how we're built, how we're built. Would you pray with me this morning? Father, I thank you for your presence that is in this place. I praise the mighty matchless name of Jesus. Lord, you've put in my heart a message of your identity and of our identity and of our purpose in the earth, God. I pray that you would let it flow from me in purity, Father, unadulterated. God, obscure the messenger, Lord, and let the message be the prevalent thing, God. We would see Jesus this morning. I pray that you would do it, that your body might be edified and that our faith might be increased in this house. We ask it in the mighty, matchless name of Jesus, the name that we call upon, the name that we dwell in, Lord God, the name that we've been baptized into, we give you glory and we worship that name in Jesus' name. Somebody said amen. Amen. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. Glory to God. Somebody say praise the Lord. Now, it will not hurt my feelings if you help me along this morning. I want to express my gratitude. I did not do it previously. I was mindful that you were on your feet, but my gratitude to our pastor. Do you love your pastor this morning? Amen. I'm thankful for Pastor Joel Urshan. He'll be with us next Sunday, Mother's Day, at the Finneytown campus, the Heritage Grace Point campus. You're going to want to be there. Bring mom and them, and we're going to celebrate in the name of Jesus. I want to honor family. I hope that it will always be said of me that I take time to honor family. My wife, who I love, uh, my daughters, my son, and my oldest daughter, I think, is here. She tries to bless dad and be around if she, if she skipped out the day. Somebody's pointing. Praise the Lord. I love Brooklyn Renee with all my heart and her spirit. And I want, to, I want to say how thankful I am for the body of Christ, the family of God. Are you thankful for your brothers and sisters? Y'all, you don't know how you bless me. You know who you are. Some of you, you know, you opt out. But... Uh, most of y'all, you bless me, and, and I just want you to know that I love you. I love my brothers and sisters in Christ. The words of encouragement, you know, you, you, there's just something about the body, something about the body of Christ, and I'm thankful for it. And I want to say I'm thankful for an invisible ministry, children's ministry. They've been annexed, have mercy. We're dropping them off in another building. How trustworthy are we? Hallelujah. And, uh, and I am so thankful for those that serve, that offer the spiritual sacrifice of serving in that capacity. Please be in prayer for your children's ministry. Our children need anointed teachers in their lives. Amen? And uh, imparting to them. And I said it a moment ago, but man, am I ever thankful for a multi-generational church. You know, I'm probably more thankful now that I'm in the Isaac years. Hallelujah. But I am thankful for my elders, and I'm thankful for these young ministers that have been in the pulpit. Brother, Brother Zach, Brother Saunders, Brother Glasgow, Brother, Brother Saunders. And um, I hope that I'm always a blessing to them, and I know that you do too. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. So let's move on into the Word. This thing that we're engaged in church is spiritual. I sat at Because of the Times, a renowned conference in our movement. It was the first time I believe that I had ever attended, and I was overwhelmed. It is very clear that that conference was covered in prayer and in fasting, and that anointed men of God and prayer warriors had sought the face of God. And when we walked into that venue, it was the glory cloud that we encountered in the very 
beginning moments of that conference. It didn't really matter if they were going through logistics or what have you. And, you know, I'm just going to let some people in on some things. If you're looking for miracles and if you're looking for glory, it will always be preceded by prayer and fasting and seeking the word and 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 the will of God. It always will be preceded by that. Man has tried a lot of things. We got smoke, we got lights, we got programs, agendas, buildings. Man, I'm talking hairstyles. We got it all. But I'm telling you, none of that precedes. None of that will precede revival. It will be prayer and calling upon the name of Jesus. The repentance of the church and calling upon the name of Jesus. And it was in that venue that Brother Terry Shock preached a message, and he opened with a story that I will summarize quickly. He said he was out at a table with a number of ministers. They had been ministering hard, and as, as individuals that labor do, they were kind of in a moment of exhale, a moment of just relaxing, and they were enjoying each other's company and talking about this frivolity and that and maybe the world stage and who knows, maybe even uh, that little sports devil might have snuck in there. They're just, you know, having a good old carnal time. I don't mean it was evil. I just mean just they were just being men. And they were just talking about things of the flesh. And one of the ministers there sitting at the table said in that moment, said, I, I, don't, I don't mean to be spiritual. And Brother Shock said in that moment he felt something in his wake him up. And he said, but I was thinking about, and he began to transition the conversation into eternal things. <laughs> And so for the next hour, Brother Shock proceeded to minister on this thought. So what's wrong with being spiritual? What's wrong with being spiritual? And it was a convicting message, and I will tell you even now that the landmark of that message has made lasting change in my life that not everyone around me does understand, but there was something that was unlocked as the word of the Lord went forth, and I began to understand that the cares of this life are just that. They're about this life. Uh, But if I can ever just step away from the cares of this life, I'll begin to care about the next life. And when I begin to care about the next life, I begin to walk in the the spirit and when I begin to walk in the spirit I don't fulfill the lust of the flesh and and the spirit is life and peace to me and the carnal mind is the enemy of God and it's death to me and and so this whole thing is spiritual it's spiritual Brother Mark Purdy told me this week he was at a sales conference and he ran into a gentleman up there and he said the gentleman come up to him he said man every time I'm around you I feel goosebumps and Mark said you do he got a little nervous you know But he cleared it up and he said, you got the Holy Ghost? And now I'm going to rattle some cages here, but this gentleman that was not from the denominations that we're the most familiar with began to say the Holy Ghost is doing something in our church. He said, we've seen miracles and signs and wonders. And, and I know this will trip everybody out. Brother Mark said, well, what happened? How did this come about? He said, he said, well, he said, about a year ago, the pastor began to call us to a season of 24-hour round-the-clock prayer. <laughs> I got to stay on the script, y'all. And he said, he said, and then what happened was we started having prayer lines toward the end of service. 
And that started persisting for like an hour and a half to two hours. And the Holy Ghost began to move in our midst. My God, have mercy. And just like it did every time in the Scripture, from the beginning to the end, God began to hear his people cry unto him. And he began to deliver them from their captivity and heal their diseases and break the chains that bind and send recovering of sight to the blind. Hallelujah. This thing is spiritual. Someone say it's spiritual. Now, the, the book of Corinthians declares we are laborers together with God. Hallelujah. I don't want to do it alone. I, I want to do it with you. And, and if we're going to do it together, I think God should be in the equation as well. It says that we are God's husbandry. The word of God says you are God's building. Building. Now, Paul stands on Mars Hill. And he begins to declare to all the philosophers in that day and in that age. And he says, God that made the world and all things therein, seeing that he is Lord of heaven and of earth, dwelleth not in temples made with hands. We are God's building. He doesn't dwell in temples made with hands. And the scripture goes on and declares in our text from our friend, brother Peter, as lively stones, we are built up a spiritual house. See, God is the master builder. Hallelujah. God is the mason. Praise the name of Jesus. And there is a theme that he is reminding the church of. We heard about it last week from pastor about the sevening of the saints. There is a theme that when God begins to do anything, he is going to do it in the spirit. It's going to start there. You say, well, I saw with my eyes. But before that happened, oh, come on now. Can I take you back to the beginning? Before God made man in his image, before there was a firmament, before there were two lights, a greater light to rule the day and a lesser light to rule the night. Come on now, church. Before there was grass and before there was herb yielding seed, the spirit of God began to move upon the face of it all. And that will always precede the work that God is doing because that's the way we're built. That is the way we're built. And so, if this is the way we're built, we've got to take inventory today and understand that it is a spiritual work. It's the spirit that accomplishes the work of God in the earth. It is you and I moved by the spirit, filled with the spirit, inspired by the Holy Ghost, amen, to accomplish anything in the earth. So, yes, we are his building, but I want you to think about that. When you hear the word building, we think of a noun. We are his building. Look at us. We are his temple. But that's not everything the scripture's imparting. We are his building, a verb. It's an active process that is happening in the life of the believer. We are his building. We're built up. And we're not built up into just a thing. And it's not some past tense metaphorical accomplishment. Well, we have been built up a spiritual house. But rather, if I said to you, are y'all building a new worship center over here? You would say, yes, it's in the process of being. Oh, 
It took him just a week to make the moon and the stars, the sun and the earth, and Jupiter and Mars. How loving and patient he must be. He's still working on me. He's still working on his church. It's a perpetual work of the Spirit that God is doing in the lives of his children. Hallelujah. We are his active work. We are his building. That is the act of building. We are his verb building, being built, and he is building something in you and I. So this process of it all, it reveals to us that we are living stones. We're alive. If we're dead, the building stops. It hinges on life. And the life flows from the life giver. And if there's life in me, it's because I'm connected to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I, I know I've said it six ways already, and you're like, Brian, I feel like I get it. We're the building. But, but I've got to get something out of me this morning and put it in the atmosphere. Tree of Life Church, if you will hear me, God is doing something right here. He's doing something in our midst. He is building his church. He is working on and he is working in and he is working through you and I. Something is happening. The atmosphere is changing. Faith is rising. Miracles, signs, and wonders are happening in our midst. And it's not by might and it's not by power. It's by the Spirit of omnipotent God that it is happening. Somebody caught you do something right. Somebody witnessed a good deed. Somebody saw something in you. It wasn't you. It was the living stone that you are becoming because you are animated by the power and the presence of almighty God. It's the testimony of his glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many, how many have ever wondered what it really means? What is glory? What does it mean when the Bible says all glory belongs to him? What does it mean that the glory of the Lord filled the temple that they could not stand to minister? I, I, I'm going to propose this definition to you this morning. The glory is the manifestation of the invisible God. That's exactly what you and I are. We read in the book of John, I am, I'm, I'm, I've got to stay the course. We beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and, and full of truth. What were we beholding? We were beholding Jesus Christ, hallelujah, the living stone. And when we see something that's alive, when our eyes can behold it, that's the glory of God. I covet the glory of God in this place. I want to see your glory, Lord manifest in a thousand ways hallelujah hallelujah he's the living stone we're the lively stones somebody say we're the lively stones you, you, you and i we came to christ we didn't come to buddha huh we weren't flicking some metal boom no 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 no, no. i mean i don't mean disrespect to my buddha brother i, I want to sit with you I want to talk to you about God that made the world and all things therein. Hallelujah. I want to tell you that there's someone that loved you with his very blood. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But, but we don't come to a God like that. There was a time uh, of this ignorance that, that, that God winked at. But now he's called us all to a place of repentance. He said, get that idolatry out of your life. And I've proven my power and that I've resurrected Jesus Christ from the dead. Hallelujah. And so... 
We came to this living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God, and the Scripture says, and precious. And now we also, as lively stones, we are built up, that is to say, we are constructed, Brother Wilson, that is to say, we are put together and we are assembled, (laughs) hallelujah, into a spiritual house. See, the lively stones have to be connected to the living stone or there is no life in the lively stone. Now, you all say, you come in here and Dr. Seuss and me this morning, no, hang with me. We've got to be connected. That living stone, you've heard of him. He is the chief cornerstone. Hallelujah. That stone that the builders rejected. Now, now when I say that the builders, I'm talking about the builders of this earth. There is a fallen world system and there is an uh, ideology that doesn't want to come into line with the chief cornerstone. But we, we as living stones are joined together with him. That stone, that's the stone that you and I are connected to. That stone, it sets the direction and it creates the order and it maintains the angles and the height and the depth of the building and the breadth and the width. See, when you, when you come on to God's construction site, there's one plumb line that stretches across the whole thing. And you know what it points to? Jesus. Everything comes into line with Jesus. Does it look like Jesus? Does it sound like Jesus? Does it move like Jesus. Hallelujah. Is it holy like Jesus? Is it righteous like Jesus? Does it love like Jesus? This is what it means to be connected to the chief cornerstone. We begin to look like him. See, you remove the living stone and then there are no lively stones. If you disallow the head of the corner, then everything is out of sorts and everything is out of place. And this is the world. When he is disallowed, then we become disjointed. When he is disallowed, then we are disengaged. When he is disallowed, then we become discontent. When he is disallowed, then we grow disenchanted. When he is disallowed, you all with me? We become disgruntled. We become disillusioned. And you say, well, my Lord, I've seen that in the church. I got news for you. No, you didn't. You saw the world in the church. You saw the world in the church. People that know who they are connected with understand that their identity is in Christ. And they come into alignment with the chief cornerstone and they say, I will lay myself down that he might increase even if it means I will decrease because he is the chief cornerstone. My God. Jesus, help somebody today. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. This this theme is so prevalent in Scripture. You know this theme. The branch has to be connected to the vine. Amen. Christ was the firstborn of many brethren. He came first. The brothers and the sisters came after. Hallelujah. He is the head of the body, the church. The, the, The body doesn't operate without the head. But he's the head of the body. So Jesus is the living stone. I know, I know, I know. Pete and repeat. And we are the lively stones. He's the vine and we are the branches. He's the firstborn and we followed. He's the head and we are the body. Everything flows from him. You say, Brian, I know that. I know that. I know that. Well, you're not going to come to church and learn something new. But what God is going to do is he's going to remind us of our place in him. 
Because there's a process to the way we are built. And if we forget how we are built, then the building stops. I, I know I raised my voice like it was some revival message. I was just going to slow it down. We're just going to talk for a minute. How many want to be built up a spiritual house? Amen. Hey, hey, hey. The Crystal Cathedral, they'll have guests this morning. But the Crystal Cathedral doesn't save. We've got to be built up a spiritual house. And some of you that, 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 that may be wondering, we'll get to it. Well, what does this have to do with the building we're building? I'll let the cat out of the bag. We build the way we're built. If we're built in the Spirit, we build in the Spirit. I just felt the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Mm, run that by me one more time. If we build, I'm sorry, if we're built in the Spirit, we build in the Spirit. If I'm established in the Spirit, I establish in the Spirit. Oh, you all hearing me. If he begins a good work in the Spirit, a good work is begun then by my hands in the Spirit. Everything that I do, it's got to be done in the Spirit. Not through strife, not through vainglory, not through me saying you got to give, you got to give, you got to give, but me saying to you that if we will come into alignment, the spiritual sacrifices will emanate from the body, and when they do, the house will be built in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. My Lord. So, so it's good for us to understand and rejoice at the big picture. We're a spiritual house. Hallelujah. We're lively stones. Let's prove it. You know, you know what I'm saying? But, but what does it look like once you get past the brochure? How many remember the Ready Now prayer card? You were all supposed to say in unison, I prayed it this morning. And look at y'all. How many remember the Ready Now prayer card? Yeah. What about the brochure? Commitment service. High gloss. Man, we opened that thing up. Woo! Bishop and Sister Buller, the fellowship center. We had that vision so full of it, so full of the glory of it all, so excited about it. Y'all still feel that? Huh? What's that? You got mud on your shoes walking into Square this morning. What would you say? No place to park. What in the wide world of sports is going on? Had to come in entrance number 12. What? Okay. Is anybody like feeling the parallel? I hope you are. The process began to unfold before us. And as it began to unfold, a lot of things came to light. And, 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 and we went from the print brochure and we're trying to get to the new for your and time has passed and expenses have increased. You say, Brian, you're smiling like it ain't no thing. I promise you it ain't no thing. I promise you it ain't no thing. 
He's got the cattle on a thousand hills. He's building us up a spiritual house. Hallelujah. We are lively stones. Don't you know that we're fitly joined together? And he's the one that's doing the fitting. He's the one that's doing the joining. He's the one that's doing the building. He's the one that's mortaring the cracks. He's the one that's going to perform the work. Hallelujah. All he's asking us to do as a spiritual house is bring the spiritual sacrifices into the spiritual house and let him do what he does, which is be God and it's glorious in our sight. I mean, we have seen the earth moved. We got Mount TLCVS over here. We've, we've got all of this happening. Mud on the tires. I pulled out one day and I was driving down Cooper Road and hear, heard the gravel. You know, you know it, was, it was busting loose. It was busting loose. I, I'm going I'm to prophesy. It's not the only thing that's going to bust loose around here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My God. My God. Someone say, this is how we're built. The king commanded that great stones, costly stones, huge stones, that they be secured and that they be procured for the building of the house of the Lord. What kind of stones? Great stones. Somebody say costly stones. Man, he didn't roll up into the quarry and say, what do you got that's left over? Do you understand? I mean, when, when the king commanded the stones... And when he procured the stones and when he entertained the bids, he was looking for greatness. He was looking for something that costs something. And he said, this is how I'm going to build my house. And we read that the builders and the stone squares, they did hew those stones just because they were great. And just because they were costly didn't mean they were ready. But there was a work that had to be done on the stones so that they were prepared, someone said prepared, to build the house. And we read on, and the house was built of stone that was made ready before it was brought thither. And there was neither hammer nor axe nor any tool of iron heard on the build site. Hmm. Okay. Everybody got your waterproof boots on? We're going to wade for a minute. I need you all to come with me. Come on, don't be afraid. The king of glory has commanded the building of the spiritual house. It's his vision and it's his blueprint. It's a God-ordained plan. And he has brought you and he has brought me to the construction site of his great church. You say, well, you said we were the lively stones. Yeah. I did, and you are. But Solomon gives us insight to what kind of stones you are as lively stones. You're great, and you're costly. Everyone under the sound of my voice is a great and a costly stone. You and I have worth. And if you don't believe it, let me remind you of what it cost. Mm. For God to purchase you and I. If you don't believe me, let me remind you that it wasn't talents of gold and it wasn't talents of silver and it wasn't euros or dollars or cents that he used to 
by you and me. But the stones that this building is built from, they were purchased by the blood. The blood of Jesus Christ. The blood of the man that knew no sin yet became sin. The precious Lamb of God, he purchased the stones that build this house. Look at your neighbor and say, he thought I was worth saving. Go ahead and testify. He thought I was worth saving. He looked at me and said, I'll take that one. I want that one. I'm not afraid to go the distance and pay the price for the great and for the costly stones because I'm building up a spiritual house. It's a house that has more glory than the former. It's a house that has more power than the former. It's a house that is filled with nothing short than the presence of omnipotent God. Don't you know the king paid the price? He paid the price for the stones to build his church. The king ascertained the cost of that project. He looked at it and said, oh my, it's going to be a lot. And he said, that's okay. I've had a plan in place. Um, in the beginning was the thought and the plan and the idea. And the thought and the plan and the idea was with God. And the thought and the plan and the idea was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him without him was not anything made that was made in the word that thought that plan that idea became flesh hallelujah and he dwelt among us and he said I'll spill his blood I'll spill my own precious blood to buy this church because it means that much to me these stones are great and these stones are costly and he didn't stop with the purchase he did not stop with the purchase he didn't bring them on site and say look what I bought he said, rather, I'm going to hew them. Rather, I'm going to mold them. I'm going to prepare them for the spiritual house uh, that I am building right now, present tense. It's not a work that was done. It's a work that is happening. Don't you know that you were made ready before you were brought thither? You said, I don't understand what I'm facing right now. I don't understand if I can do it. I don't know if the task before me can be accomplished. I said you were made ready before you were even brought thither. Somebody said the tools of this trial are taking parts out of me that hurt. I said he's making you ready before he brings you hither. Somebody said the conviction that I feel, the truth that he revealed, it's like a hammer. It's like a file. It's like I'm being hewed. I'm telling you he's making you ready so that you can be fitly joined together. Build up a spiritual house unto the Lord. The master builder, he's making us. He's shaping us. See, he's doing a work in us that is more than a Sunday, Wednesday thing. I don't know what's happening in Lamont's life. I don't know what's happening in Brother Enos's life. But this is the confidence that I have that somewhere off-site, God is doing a sovereign work in their lives. Somewhere off-site, he's bringing it all together and perfecting it like only he can. I had one of the worst weeks. You say, what kind of worst week? I mean like a first world worst week. First world worst weeks are the worst kind of worst weeks because third world people are grateful. First world people ain't grateful. Got everything. Complaining about nothing and everything. That's nothing. I was opposed on my job like I have not been opposed in 21 years. 
I didn't come to give glory to any of that. Let me tell you what I know. God had me in his quarry. Something I needed that I didn't understand I needed, he was fixing in me. Some pride might have stuck up that I didn't snuck up that I didn't really understand. And he's taking a little file to it. <laughs> Building up the spiritual house. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because it's a spiritual house. See, I'm connected to the cornerstone. And you're connected to the cornerstone. And it don't matter if you're in Dayton or if you're in Coleraine or if you're in West Harrison or if you're in Loveland or if you're in Lebanon. Come on, just shout it out. Where are you from? One, two, three. It doesn't matter. Wherever you're at, we're connected. Because this house was never meant to be a place that the only way someone could see God's glory is if they found themselves on Cooper Road. But rather, God is establishing a spiritual house that every time a stone gets inside the presence of the marketplace or the unbeliever or the lost, they say, I recognize something. I see light emanating from you. You must be salt. You must be preserving this place. You must be adding salt that only the great God of glory would ever intend for me to taste. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see. Y'all believe that? My Lord, have mercy. So he's suing us. He's suing us. I've, I've got to hasten. I know. I know. Not my strong suit. I built two houses in my life. The, the second house that I built, I got, I got uh, in with this young builder, man, Mike Ruskowski, just like on Monsters, Inc. Yeah. And, and man, I love that guy. He was young, aggressive. He had vision and plans. And, you know, he wasn't dodging me. He's answering calls. I'm like, man, this is amazing. God's favor is on me, you know. And he said, you need, to, you need to build your foundation from something called superior walls. I said, superior walls. Oh, I like the sound of that. Superior, superior. I said, tell me about superior walls. He said, well, most concrete is formed on site. And it goes into a, an eight-inch form. And that's how they pour the, the basement walls. And he said, and, and, you know, depending on the weather, it could cure fast or slow. Sometimes they got to add chemicals to it. And he said, but the hardness of those walls, is its, it's maximum is going to be about 3,000 PSI. And so it's not unusual to see, you know, the, the, the foundation crack or what have you. He said, but superior walls are different. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. He said, superior walls, they're made off site. He said, they're made off site and, and they're in a controlled environment. <laughs> They're in a controlled environment. He said, the temperature is optimized so that the concrete cures exactly like it should. And he said, in those walls, they're not 3,000 pounds per square inch. They're, they're 5,000 pounds per square inch. Oh, talk to me about superior walls, Brother Mike Rosowski. He said, yeah. And so what they do is they come pre-insulated. And they're already sprayed on the outside with a vapor barrier. And what happens is we bring them on site and we set them in place. And the work is already done. You don't have to worry about it curing. You don't have to worry about it leaking. You don't have to worry about it cracking because somebody took care of that off-site. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Don't you know God's working on us? He's working on you and me. He's bringing you into the house of the Lord. He's making you into what he wants you to be. 
Oh, we're in his quarry, church. We're in his quarry. The hammer of circumstance, the tools of trial, the quandary and the questions of the quarry. Oh, yeah, we feel it. We feel it. But don't you know God has a plan? Don't you know he's going to work it all out? Don't you know that all the glory... The glory, the physical manifestation of his presence is going to be visible. It's going to be shining in our lives. Hallelujah. This is how we're built. I hear Jeremiah the prophet. He said, I went down to the potter's house and behold, he wrought a work upon the wheel and the vessel that he made of clay was marred, but it was in the potter's hand. <laughs> it was marred, but it was in his hand. He held in his hand something marred. Lord, something beautiful, something good. That's what you're making. All my confusions, you understood, Lord. He he held the marred vessel in his hand and so he made it again another vessel as seemed good to the potter to make. It seemed good to the potter. You know what the Lord said at the close of every day of creation? It was good. It was good. What he's making of his church seems good. He looks at it with approval and you've got guilt and condemnation all over you. And you think the trial you're facing is because you're not worthy. I got news. You're not worthy, but that's not why you're facing it. Somebody needs to hear that again. I said, I got news. You're not worthy, but that's not why you're facing it. It's because he is doing something good. He's doing something good. He's fixing something broken. He's completing something that is not whole. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He huh, that hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Christ. This is how we're built. This is how we're built. Y'all, I prayed, God help obscure me. I, I've heard my voice on the live stream. It's annoying when it gets high. But y'all, I hope that you can feel in the spirit, what the Lord is saying to the church. Come on. All, all across this place, I wonder if we could just praise him for his plan. Come on. I wonder if we could just trust him for a minute. I wonder if we could thank him. And, and I wonder if we could say, Lord, I'm ready. I'm ready to offer up the spiritual sacrifices. Let it persist for just a moment. Lord, I need to receive your word. Lord, I need to receive your word, God. I want to be what you want me to be, Lord. I want to go where you want me to go. I want to speak what you want me to speak, God. Build me up, Lord, a spiritual house. A spiritual house. Mm. Someone say overlaid with gold. Overlaid with gold. My God. Those stones... <laughs> he worked on and he perfected and he put this one at this angle because the brother that that one was up against was at a different angle and he needed that seal to be tight and he rounded off this edge because that sister has a different edge and he needed that to be fitly joined together and you would think that with all that work he would want us to come out and say look at this Look what God did to me. Hallelujah. Put new shoes on my feet. New song in my heart. Amen. I got a new hairdo. Hallelujah. That's not what he did. 
He said, I need you. I'm going to put you in place. But now, I'm going to cover you with something. And if you'll let me complete the work, nobody's going to see you when this is over. If you'll let me do what's in my plan, nobody's going to see you. Nobody's going to remember your name. But I'll tell you what they'll remember. They'll remember the radiance. They'll remember something that emanated the light in the reflection of what he had made it. They'll remember something that was so filled with glory that the world would behold it in wonder. They'll remember something about how you turned the other cheek and how you responded in love and how you walked uprightly and the good deeds that you performed before men, they'll give glory to the Father for those. When we submit to the Master, when we submit to the King's calling, that act of worship, that act of contrition, it radiates to a brilliance that the world can't understand, but they can't look away from. They can't understand it, but they can't look away from it. When we're built up a spiritual house, people see Jesus. People see Jesus. When they see him, when they hear him, when they encounter him in you and I, we are lively stones indeed. And we're established after the pattern of his first dwelling place. That Ark of the Covenant was overlaid with gold. Overlaid with gold. And so when battle ensued, it went first. And nobody said, look at so-and-so. They said, there's the ark. That's where the power is. That's where the spirit of God is. And so we're built up a spiritual house. I'll give you hope. I'm preparing to close. The way we build is the way that he built us. I know I said it earlier. But, but watch me. We are built up a spiritual house and a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices. If something begins in the spirit, it ends in the spirit. Amen? It's all spiritual. You and I are a spiritual house offering up spiritual sacrifices. Can I say it this way? We are built up to offer up. He built us so that we could offer up something to him. And, and, and this, this whole language of spiritual sacrifice, it's akin to what Paul says in Galatians. He says, if you sow to the spirit, you will reap of the spirit. And I hear the Spirit reminding the church today, musicians, you can come. Let's stand across the assembly. And, and, and when I say stand, don't, don't, don't miss this, church. Don't miss this. I feel the Spirit reminding us today, seek ye first the kingdom of God 
Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things that you have need of, all that, that, that busted hoopty you've been pleading the blood of Jesus over just trying to make it to church, all these things that you have need of, well, you were fortunate enough to shed some, some weight. Now, now I need new clothes. All these things that you have need of. Well, they said the price of meat's gone up 200 per- All these things that you have need of. If you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. You don't understand the housing market. It's, it's exploded. It's too expensive. And my, my lease is up. And they're saying they're not going to renew. All these things that you have need of. My God is able to provide. Who's prepared to give? Who's prepared to give? Again and again and again. Who's prepared to give to ready now? I wonder if there's anyone in this place that is willing to offer up a spiritual sacrifice. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, let him give. Not begrudgingly, but a spiritual sacrifice. Who's prepared to sow into the lives of our children that have been inundated with woke ideology and all manner of evil assaulting our education system? People have lost their ever-loving minds. Can't, can't understand fundamental biology. Who's willing, who's willing to step into the life of a child and say, I'll volunteer. I'll offer up a spiritual sacrifice. I'll remind them that Jesus loves them. I'll remind them that he has a plan for their life. I'll tell them that he has a gift reserved for them. Even the spirit of the Holy Ghost. Spiritual sacrifice. Who's ready to teach a Bible study? Who's ready to be a prayer warrior? A prayer warrior. I was on the way to church this morning, and and, and my baby girl, Braylon, she said to me, she said, Daddy, what about the people? And she does this a lot, y'all. It's a trip. But she said, what about the people that, and she explained some extreme circumstance. She said that their mommies and daddies have died. And I said, baby, they need us to show them the love of Jesus. We need to pray for them. She was quiet for, oh, I don't know, a whopping four seconds. And then she said, Daddy? And I said, yeah, I hear that a lot. I'm going to miss it when she gets all mature. Because I know what it's like. She said, Daddy, I just prayed for all the people who don't have any mommies and dads. And what do you think I said to her? I turned around and I said, baby, do you know what a warrior is? She said, like a soldier? I said, yeah, but warrior's different than a soldier, baby. I said, a warrior's strong. It's like the baddest soldier of all of them. I said, do you know that there's prayer warriors? She said, there is. I said, yeah. I said, I think God wants you to be a prayer warrior. So here's my question to the church. Who will show my baby girl what it means to be a prayer warrior? Who will show those children? Come on, we got ladies' prayer, men's prayer, pre-service prayer, daily prayer, prayer on top of prayer, and we need all of it and more. God's calling us into a place of spiritual sacrifice, tearing in the word. 
pressing into his presence, bearing a burden for souls. I said bearing a burden for souls, bearing a burden for souls, lifting up holy hands without wrath and without doubting spiritual sacrifices. Here's the first ones I'm calling. If you want to be renewed, please don't wait. Please hasten. We can tarry in the presence of the Lord for just a moment. If you want to be filled, you, you come, you feel the presence of the Lord. You're not sure why I hollered, but you know that the King of glory is in this place. Come. He wants to fill you with your presence. If you're just thankful that he bought you, if you're just thankful that he paid the price to make you part of the spiritual house, uh, would you raise your hands across this building and would you cry out to him? If you just want one more time, to submit. If you just want one more time to submit, come. Let him overlay you with gold. Let him wash away everything that has your fingerprints on it and let the radiance of his glory emanate from you. God is able to make all grace abound to you that you having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. His presence is in this place. Don't miss this moment, church. Don't miss this moment. There's something that God is doing within the body of Christ. This is how we're built. This is how we're built. 